Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's Rutherford Issues, our friends from the Legal Aid Society are here. We're going to find out uh, what they do and especially talk about the COVID-19 Rental Relief Program. Elise Housden is the housing attorney and uh, housing navigator Rhonda Bailey here to kind of explain those things. Good morning. How are you both? Good morning. Good morning. Doing great. Good to have you both here today. So, uh, first of all, kind of um, who wants to give me like the uh, the the... 411 here on what Legal Aid Society is and what you do. Sure, we're a nonprofit law firm. Um, There's certain areas of law that we do practice. Um, I personally practice housing, uh, tax and bankruptcy, and consumer law. Um, we have other attorneys in our office who uh, do uh, health and benefits, family law, um, some expungements. You know, we we cover a wide. Uh, a wide range so but nothing criminal or anything nothing like that. criminal nope um, the only thing related to criminal we have had several very successful expungement clinics um, but no criminal law now the expungement clinics those have been pretty popular of late and have done several that that helps folks um, you know clear up their record a bit yes I think every expungement clinic that we have has been very successful Um, we had one a couple months ago I think there was over a hundred people who attended Um, and there was one recently where I think there were over 40 people um, who attended and they think that they're gonna get about 200 uh, charges expunged from some records so those clinics are always very successful. Wow, very good. Uh, And so uh, being the housing attorney, what does that mean for you? Sure. I uh, practice landlord-tenant law, so we represent tenants, um, low-income tenants. Um, Most of my cases currently um, do have some sort of COVID-19 issues um, and voucher issues. If someone has a voucher with Murfreesboro Housing Authority or THGA um, and they're at risk of losing that voucher, I will look to see if I can help them keep that voucher. I also um, look into conditions cases um, and it really, it is a case by case basis. There are some cases that we deem to be a little bit um, more urgent than others. For example, if someone's water is cut off or someone's utilities are cut off, that's something that's gonna catch my eye um, that needs to be pushed to the top versus some of the other issues that we do. And we do, um, I do a couple cases with non-payment of rent and trying to work out agreements with landlords. but right now, a lot of it is focused on COVID-19 and voucher mm-hmm. issues. We're going to talk uh, quite a bit about that. Rhonda, uh, as the housing navigator, kind of talk us through uh, what it is that you do with the Legal Aid Society. So as navigator, I really am support to Elise. Um, I do a lot of reach out in the community. So um, any community partners that have helped our clients as far as assistance monetarily or maybe some kind of um, housing temporary housing that kind of thing i'm working very closely with them the um community outreach has become a big focus for us at legal aid especially as we expand our office here in murfreesboro so that's what i'm doing a lot of is just reaching out community partners who can help who we can ask for help and who has been helpful in the past yeah so when you say expand services Mm -hmm. uh here what does that mean what's that look like so they have not had time at legal aid because they've been doing all of the legal things to um, really help 
with housing stability. So I've been working more in that aspect. Um, we've had clients that we've been able to, if they did get to eviction, get them into temporary housing and I assisted with that. So it's more of an expanded service, not just legal. It's more trying to keep people in their homes. And if we can't keep them in their homes, finding something alternative so they're not homeless. Yeah, we continue to hear about um, that being an issue here in, in Murfreesboro, yeah. especially. Um, yes. I don't want to say necessarily low-income housing. Maybe that's that's the proper word, but uh, affordable housing, right. especially. It, yes, because rent has been going up exponentially because of the popularity of the area. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our clients are finding themselves literally out of their housing, not because they're not working or some situation, but literally just because they can no longer afford it. So mm-hmm. we're working very hard with communities, uh, with our community outreach partners and seeing how we can help them if there are things that we can do to secure better housing, clean, safe housing, mm-hmm. and keeping them in their homes. So I, I have a, a young son who just moved into his first rental <laughs> about a year ago and found out that uh, his rent is going up by about 60% yeah. this year. Wow. So, uh, you know, th- th- we, we are seeing those yeah. I mean, go higher and higher. Yeah. And people that are on a fixed income, yeah. it just really completely devastates their family sometimes it's families i mean we work with a lot of single moms a lot of people that are on disability or um uh, just a you know a one income low income family and to go from i can pay my bills everything is fine to you want an extra four hundred dollars a month or five hundred dollars a month and it just completely devastates them and like i said often a whole family kids and everything and there's just this arbitrary rule um because the irs has this sort of i wouldn't say the irs but the government kind of has this rule where housing is supposed to be about 30 percent of your gross income um but i don't think that's true anymore it's really hard to find a place where you can pay where rent is 30 percent of your gross income you know that's take someone who gets a thousand dollars of social security where are you going to find three hundred dollars of rent i mean it's very um the situation here it's it's becoming a problem um and there's the community partners we work with too i mean there's a group that's trying to work on affordable housing um but it just takes a really long time and it takes a lot of people and a lot of cooperation um with the community and like landlords that's something that um Rhonda's trying to work on in her position is trying to you know bolster those relationships that we have with landlords in the community so we can find people affordable housing even though it's becoming really difficult to do yeah affordable has a completely different definition than it did even a year ago sure Sure. and I could see where it would be very frustrating Mm -hmm. for let's say the single mom with two children you know doing everything that she possibly can maybe even picking up a second job and it's still not enough to make ends meet to have uh, a place to live well and sometimes it depends like elise was talking about we have people that have vouchers and if they do get a second job let's say to try to help out well then the voucher Mm -hmm. is is you know lowered it's adjusted so it's kind of a catch-22 because it's like how do I help myself and not hurt myself 
and it's just i mean i can every day i understand their frustration because it's this scary situation a lot of us are only a paycheck or two away Mm -hmm. from the same situation so so in in that regard you're saying like uh if they took this second job Mm -hmm. and are making an extra five hundred dollars well their voucher is adjusted and it may mean that they're getting less money yep. when they take yes. the voucher money away. Correct. <laughs> yep, so. it does happen. We, yep. We've seen it a couple times um, over the couple months where, you know, it, something happens, something medical, something, someone gets sick and they try to pick up a second job. And we're not talking about, we're talking about bagging groceries or, you know, picking up some shifts at a, a fast food restaurant. Um, and that can really severely affect those, that assistance you're already getting. And um, it can cause a yeah. lot of problems. Yeah. Well, uh, glad we, we have some folks here that can help with that uh, with Legal Aid Society, Elise Housden and uh, Rhonda Bailey here. Now, Elise, you mentioned the uh, COVID-19 rental relief program. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of folks are saying, well, COVID-19, we're over, we're done with. But there, there are still things in hindsight that um, you all are still dealing with, apparently. Sure. The uh, Rutherford County program closed at the beginning of August. Um, So now if you do need assistance with your rent, um, you have to apply through THGA, but that money is still available. They still have funds on hand. They're still writing checks. Um, there, it, there does have to be a connection to COVID-19, whether you caught it or something has happened, like your family member may have caught it, but you couldn't go to work, should have to take care of your family member. Um, there's lots of ways in which that can still affect your life, even if you don't actually um, get diagnosed with that yourself. Um, it's really easy to apply. I always tell people, even if you think that you may be eligible for it and you do need assistance with rent or utilities, apply on the THGA website um, and tell, and they'll tell you whether or not you'll, you can get those funds. So uh, are, are we talking about rent, rent and utilities mainly? Mm-hmm. If, yes, if, rent and utilities. You're eligible up to 18 months of assistance. At this point, um, people who have received assistance have pretty much have already received what they're going to receive. Um, it's a little bit different than the Rutherford County program because that tapped out at 15 months um, and Rutherford County also did prospective rent where THJ does not do prospective rent it's you submit your information you submit your ledger and they'll they'll make those payments to your landlord um, it is helpful if you can get your landlord on board too makes the process a little bit more efficient because they can pay that check directly to your landlord but there are uh, still options where it can get paid directly to you um, direct to tenant funding is available now just just so we have a kind of a clear picture here of of everything during the height of the pandemic there was um you know uh, no evictions and that kind of thing and so people could have gotten pretty far behind possibly and so this is uh, a way that maybe you could catch up with uh with rent and utilities sure sure yeah this is a way you can catch up with rent and utilities again you're eligible for up to 18 months of assistance at this point um the moratoriums have stopped so people are getting evicted currently um so i i'm not seeing people who are that far behind i'm usually seeing people who are you know two months three months um but you do have to remember that some of these landlords have been dealing with this as well for two years so a lot of them have previously received this instance and may not be open to receiving it in the future so that's another issue that we've been been looking into um recently is that some of these landlords are quicker to file evictions when you're only like a month behind two months 
because they have had um, in the last year have had to wait to do that. And many times to, to look at it from the landlord's perspective, they they have bills that they have to pay and, and sure. probably uh, have a mortgage and things of that nature. And so sure. that's, that's part of that business model. It so. is. And that's why I really do uh, like these programs that have been created. The Rutherford County program was very quick in a turnaround. Their turnaround was about three to four weeks. Um, THDA has been pretty quick too um, since they've moved some people from Rutherford County to THDA. Their turnaround's about three to four weeks as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, landlords, they I understand that too, and they get paid. You know, this is not a program where the landlords don't get paid. We're trying to get the money to them so they can get caught up on rent and caught up on utilities and uh, THJ will pay late fees, they'll pay um, attorney's fees and court costs, so those landlords will be back to where they should be if they choose to accept that relief. Now, when you talk about utilities as well, are we talking about like Middle Tennessee Electric and Consolidated Utility District and things of that nature? Yeah, we're talking water, um, electricity. Um, I don't believe they cover cable and internet, um, but just those those main utilities. Okay, and so people may be behind because that was there was a similar situation during the height of the pandemic that uh cutoffs were suspended and things of that nature sure sure and that's something that um yeah if you're behind on your water your electricity apply to thga they can you can see if you're eligible for that relief as well and Rhonda, i guess part of kind of why this is important if if it's if it's hard enough, you know, we're dealing with inflation, it costs more to buy groceries, and then all of a sudden you continue to have this nagging, you know, maybe two months rent hanging over your head. It's it's like, how can I ever catch up? It is. And the biggest message, at least on my part, is don't, don't wait. It's like you can see the water rising and rising and rising. Don't just say, oh, I can swim because eventually the water gets too high. So apply for THDA. If you think you can you can qualify, you might be eligible, like Elise said, they'll tell you whether you are or not, apply. And if you can get help, that's great. We would, and I tell our clients this now, when we get everything taken care of for them, we would rather never see you and never have to talk to you. And we would rather never speak to any of our <laughs> clients again, because that yeah. means we've done our job, we've got them where they need to be, and they can go on with their life. Um, and that's really the message is, you know, help us help you. In our last couple of seconds here, uh, Lise, where, what, what should someone listening do? I mean, what's their first action? Um, you can call Legal Aid and ask Rhonda <laughs> any questions you may have. Um, you can also go to the THGA website. I mean, you can just Google THGA and it'll be the first thing that pops up. Yeah. Um, the it's the button buttons right at the top. Press that button and that's how you apply for uh, rental relief. Very good. Well, thank you both for coming in today. It's been uh, very informative. Thank you. Uh, From Legal Aid Society joining us, uh, Elise Housden, as well as Rhonda Bailey, right here on Rutherford Issues. Have a great day, everybody.